podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. 2020 has presented its share of challenges, and some of us are taking a hard look at our future. Can you imagine owning your own business? As an Amerispec franchise owner, you can have more security and control over your future and be there for your community with an essential service year-round. You could join the most recognized brand and home inspection services, Amerispec, and provide peace of mind to home buyers. With low startup costs and excellent operational support, you can be a business for yourself, but not by yourself. Learn more at join podcast. Well, they walked into Madrid with hope in their hearts, and they'll walk away with the greatest prize in club football. Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool's King to the Cop are champions of Europe once again. Ooh. Welcome to another episode of Cop and Fracker, the podcast that COVID-19 couldn't stop. I'm your host, Fahi, back after my two-month break, and today I've got with me Julian. Yo, what's up, man? Nice How you to doing? be back. Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. How are you? I'm all right, man. I'm all right. Nice and um, refreshed. Yeah. yeah. Back to reality. Um, we've got Joe. What do you do, baby? The, the terrorist of Cop and Fracker. <laughs> How you doing? You good? I'm alright. I'm okay. It's gonna, be a, right? it's gonna be a it's gonna be a pretty simple episode today. Yeah, nothing, has isolation got crazy. to you? Nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. All right, cool. And we've got a guest with us today. Uh, new time, Ben Frank. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Doing? All good, man. Nice to have you on. Nice to have you on. Thank you. Cool, man. So, obviously, before we get started, shout out to everyone following us on Twitter at Cop and Fracker. If you haven't done so already, please follow us on there. Um, when you're listening to the podcast, please join in with the convo with the hashtag hashtag Touchline Fracker. Um, and yeah, so let's get right into it. Discuss the only thing we can right now. Obviously, we're all in, you know, self isolation right now. We're we're stuck at home. No sports. No football. No nothing. Locked up. How are you that guys feeling, crazy. Julian? Like you've been quite sad the past week. You've gone on a couple of rants. Like, tell me how you're feeling, man. I haven't been sad at all. I just say, uh, listen. Ever since last year, United 
when we drew at United, I've managed to, you know, find a life outside of football where it doesn't affect me. So I'm, I'm good, man. Honestly, I'm all right. Um, but yeah, I, I was discussing the group how I was like, you know, if it gets, you know, extended even more, I'm, I'm not even fast if the league gets cancelled because at this point, playing behind closed doors for our first league ever. It's not ideal for me, man. Like I'm really, really not feeling it. So, yeah, if if it gets it, it, the 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 shine of of winning the league is as already as already kind of come up come up a bit for me. So I'm not I'm not too fast if it even gets cancelled right now. So yeah, man. Uh, but I I hope not. Obviously, I want us to win it. But is what it is is what it is, man. So do you feel like have you come to terms with the fact that it's probably going to be behind closed doors now? Yeah, 100%. Like, there's no way, like, there's no... Well, obviously, we're a sports podcast, but there's no way, like, you know, our government's going to pull it together and, you know, try to... Or even give put in a timely manner where we can all be in one stadium, especially where it's 40,000, you know, week in, week out, going to different stadiums, travelling around um, in the next couple of months. So, yeah, it's definitely going to be behind closed doors. I definitely see that happening. Well, interesting. Let's go to our um, local Tory, Joe. Joe, what, what, what are you saying, man? <laughs> Do you feel like uh, <laughs> behind what, the scenes? What, what, what's the uh, what's the question? Are you happy with it being behind the scenes, behind closed doors? Are you, are you Listen, happy just like do whatever, do whatever needs to be done to get the season done and dusted. Like at this point, I don't really care how we do it. Just get it done and get it done safely without compromising the health and safety. Of, the players and but, but, uh, but, right, but let, let's be real for a second is there a way you can restart it without compromising the health and safety of our players and stuff um, from what I understand from what they put together um, well, the proposition they put together I think they come with a, what they believe to be a realistic way of doing so which is to quarantine um, or self-isolate the, the team um, in like a uh, in camps and um, training camps and then um, just play the games behind doors and as you'd imagine there would only need to be one St. Um, one St. John's ambulance there because I think they usually have around two because of the the um, the, uh, the, 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 the the fans and also for the players as well there's only one so that's one less resource that they would need um, I mean they, they could get it done um, I think it may be realistic I, although the, the time frames that they're talking about I'm not really sure myself um, anything a little bit closer to maybe June, uh, June or July then probably but um, I mean they, they seem to know um, more than we currently do uh, they seem to have the government backing on this so um, you know as long as we can just get it done and then just put a Put a, put a line on the season, you know, as far as Champions League qualifications, as far as um, relegation, as far as whatever that may be, let's just get it done and let's just look to how we can do some sort of damage control going into the next season, which is probably looking like it's not going to happen anytime soon as well. So, yeah. it is what it is. Yeah, fair point. Ben, Ben, how do you feel about it all? Like, do you feel like it's taking the shine away from our season? Do, do you um... feel glum or...? No, not really, you know. I think at the end of the day, even if they play behind closed doors, at the end of the day, we'll still be Premier League champions. Next season, when everything's back to normal, we'll still be Premier League champions. Um, things will still be... When it goes back to normal, things will still be exactly how they were. Like, when the fans are in the stadium, we'll be able to celebrate with the team. I'm sure at our first home game at Anfield, 
they'll do something where when the fans are all um, back in. I do think they'll play the game behind closed doors. I think the Premier League will lose too much money if they cancel the season. Oh yeah, hundred uh, percent. I read somewhere that there's something around 1.2 billion if the season's cancelled, which is a lot of money. And then obviously with all the TV money that they'll have to give back because they didn't um, honour their contract. So it's 100 percent going to go ahead. I reckon. Like, just, I just don't know when. Yeah, no. Ultimately, like it comes down to money, really and truly. Yeah, hundred percent. We know it, it, it's all down to money. Like that's what it is. And anyone thinking that it doesn't come down to money and it's to do with trying to get Liverpool to win the league, like you're in another, you're living on another planet. Like it's all to do with money. It's like the Premier League contracts are worth so much in terms of like broadcasting. It's mental how much it's worth, and you gotta understand from like a broadcasting perspective, it makes Sky a lot of money. So if they're missing you know, out on the season, then they want that money back. Do you know how it would be for the Premier League to be like, all right, Sky, we're going to give you about 1.2 billion. I'm BT, we're going to give you about 1.2 billion back because, you know, we just can't make it. I don't see that at all. No chance. The thing is, it's not, it's not feasible because you've got to think about some of these clubs have already spent the money before they've even got it. So how are they going to refund it back? Does that make sense? Yeah, so like Villa, for example... Sorry, um, I think even when the, I think what would happen if they do end up paying them, a lot of clubs will go into administration by paying back this money. So yeah, I think when yeah. when they go and sit down to plan all of this, that will be the first thing that clubs will say: we can't give back their money because this will um, ruin our club financially. So let's just try and play these games behind closed doors, isolate the players, and get these games played in training pitches, away from fans, away from people. Because, like I said, the money is just... Just too much. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like, I was speaking to um, Lewis from Tashi Gunas, and he he's under the same impression that it's going to go ahead purely because of the, like, financial situation. And ultimately, if the season doesn't go ahead, the amount of clubs that would be in big financial trouble is mental. The amount of people that would lose jobs is mental. Now... I'm not going to lie and say, like, from, from an LFC perspective, that's what we, like, care about. Because, obviously, yeah, we care about jobs and stuff, but ultimately we want LFC to win the league. But from a football governing point of view, that's what they're looking at. They're looking at the jobs to save. They're looking at the revenue that they're going to lose out on. and They're just trying to do damage limitation. And voiding the league isn't damage limitation, unfortunately. So, like, I just can't see it. No, neither can I, to be fair. I reckon they'll 100% go ahead. I think it's a bit unfair on the other leagues because I think they today or yesterday they announced that all the other leagues below League 2, they're not, they're, their season's done now. So, But I think there's not that much money in that game because there's not as much TV yeah. revenue, so there's nothing to really pay back. Um, even some clubs even some clubs in championship and um, the lower league clubs in the league like they're, they're, even though they'll still have to play behind goal stores they're going to miss out on a lot of revenue from ticket from ticket receipts so they're going to have to re- refund people back yeah they're, they're going to lose a lot of revenue anyway so I think even from a club's perspective they would want to recoup as much money as they can without having to lose without having to lose probably what the Premier League has already given so I don't see that I don't, I, yeah just purely on a financial perspective I don't see you know clubs being so willing to get, just void and cancel the league and no longer finish it off yeah and to, and to be fair like with uh, so it wasn't it wasn't after league two, it was basically National League North South and the rest of them they, they yeah. basically had to avoid their leagues and I really don't think like that has anything to do with like our league at all 
because number one, they're not even they're semi professional. Um, yeah. Like the money in that league is just non-existent anyway, and they get propped up by the FA and like all the big clubs above them. So um, for them, it was kind of okay for them to avoid the league. And I looked at all those leagues as well, and no one was really running away with any of those leagues. No one was really okay. definitely relegated or anything. So um, I think they just came to you know the realization that avoiding it made the most sense for them. But from a League Two onwards point of view, like it's kind of important that the league does continue. Um, obviously, there were reports that came out. There's been a report coming out every single day because that's what gets the clicks. Um, so you have one, you have one, um, you know, like the Independent or someone come out with, yeah, it's going to go ahead, and then you get the Daily Mail come out with, no, it's not going to go ahead, and then you have Ornstein come out with, yeah, it's going to go ahead. And then two days later, he's going to come out with, it doesn't go ahead. Because we're so yeah, bored right now, we're going to click on anything. Hearing, they're all hearing from, like, all I'm hearing is, oh, a Premier League chief or, or a Premier League <laughs> club representative has said, like, no one concrete, has, apart from Karen Brady, of course, has, has actually said anything. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, Her comments drove me crazy. I can't stand that woman. Yeah, yeah, no one straight away, Yeah, straight away, as soon as all this happened and they called off games, straight away she said, let's no one void the league season. And, and like, with that, like, people then realise it's because West Ham only have their ground yeah. till June and then after that it's, it's like, rented out. Well, because they rent it anyway, don't they? So, um, mm-hmm. they only have the rights for so long to use it and then after that they don't really have a ground. But then, apparently, she came out recently and said, you know what, the league needs to continue. So, Lord knows, yeah. like, maybe it's because she got all the backlash or maybe she's realised, like, financially they're screwed if they don't continue it. But, um, yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. In terms of, like, the summer PL camp that they're proposing, what do you guys think about all the games being played on, like, training pitches? It's got to be done, isn't it? Like, we're already taking special measures in real life, so I don't see why, you know, a full-contact sport has to, you know, can't do the same. So, yeah, we're just going to have to deal with it. I'm probably going to have to watch on training pitches, isolate uh, isolate everyone. It's not going to be the same. No parade until God knows when. But, Can you imagine you know, the quality of the football? It's going to be, like, pre-season level. Like, think about how long these guys haven't been playing football now. It's going to be wild. It's going to be wild. It's going to be so bad. <laughs> Uh, hopefully we still win it <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean yeah like obviously what we need to... we literally just made two wins right two, two wins, two wins. Yeah, this is the most frustrating good. thing about this whole situation all we need is two more wins to win the league title for the first time in 30 years and I know all of a sudden it's just stopped and we don't know whether it's going to continue or not yeah it's 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 mad it's mad but like in terms of as a spectator and as a fan do you feel like you're going to be able to bear watching teams play on training pitches? I won't even care. I'm on, I'm on lockdown. I will be at home probably spending the best part of my days watching Frozen and Frozen Part 2 with my, with my, with my, with my kid. <laughs> so I don't care about training pitches. I don't care if it's on top of a school bus. As long as I get to see them kick the ball around and pick up three points, I really don't care. And to be honest, to be honest, for ninety eight percent of the season, it's been training games anyway. Like, come on, uh, just yeah. one, one, <laughs> help, one, one draw. Yes, we've training. We've been that good. I, I, I envision that it'll probably be um, a random 
League One or League Two ground that will be used. Um, and everyone about, will just. Um, St George's Park playing the games there. Yeah, like like it'll get done, and obviously once once it has been um, agreed on, then you know before anyone's playing the football, I can guarantee you they want to do a lot of pitch related work on the on the pitch anyways, as far as the grass and the, the and just how the, the condition of it as well. So I mean, they're, they're, I'm not really, I don't really care. Let's just let's just get this over and done with. Do what we need to do, and then we can start to look to how how many. Gonna have to cross off the list for the next season because at this rate, we're probably only gonna be able to chalk out maybe 20 games next season. That's what it's probably looking like. It's gonna be a really short season, or them, or them scrapping that um the league cup. So something's gonna give, you know. And that's one of the things I was saying before, where everyone's talking about what it is this season and then starting again. When in reality, next season is probably not gonna happen at this rate. Um, wow. Not this year. Yeah, not, not, not this, not this year, not this year. Um, with the way things are going, because they're talking about this thing going on for fourteen to eighteen months. So I don't see how you say void the season, and then what do you think we're going to start another start season again, again at August, some point this, this no year? Sense. No, finish the season that we're already what seventy five percent close to completion as it is, and then look to how we're going to somewhat possibly start a new season maybe at some point in spring next season next year i next, mean so basically based on what i've read what they're trying to do is they're gonna they're gonna obviously the whole point is to complete this season and then they're gonna look at how to condense the league for next season so it'd be a later start so that so the suggestion obviously right now we don't know how true it is is like they, they would they'd want to start it in october time um and they'd want to shorten the amount of games. So by that, they'd cut off the League Cup. Um, I feel like they said that UEFA are looking into simplifying the Europa League and the Champions League and all that kind of stuff. So they're trying to get rid of some of the fluff games. Um, yeah. But yeah, like, like ultimately, I just feel as if you can't even guarantee what's going to happen next season. So how can you decide, oh yeah, let's just void this and start the next one in September. Like it just doesn't make sense. It's, it's just, it's just common sense. And unfortunately we're in a position where, um, from the outside looking in, where we're looking at idiots making these comments. It's just the reality. People make these idiotic comments, knowing full force that, you know, you are talking about a multi-billion pound, um, organization where there's hundreds of millions of pounds at stake at any given point. Um, there's, there's a windfall of 100 mil, even if you get relegated, you still get paid. It's, it's, I think it's the parachute payments or whatever that may be. There's hundreds of millions at stake, and um, because of your random obsession or your over um, our club or, winning the league, over, over, over a club winning the league, you, you don't seem to understand and see that not only does this affect one or two teams it pretty much affects everyone because everyone's got at some point is going to have to pay that money back from a TV or from a commercial perspective. So when you have, you know, uh, people like Karen Brady saying stuff like this, but then it's like, well, you're going to have to pay some of the money back. So where does that leave your club, Joe? Because you want to null and void the league so you can avoid relegation. Relegation is coming whether you like it or not, baby. Like um, the way rivals are kind of picking and choosing when to discuss morality and when, when like... Ultimately, I just feel as if it's very hypocritical the the reasons why people want the league to be voided. 
that it that it doesn't align with what's actually going on it, it the, the void discussion seemed to have come in straight away but these people were still going out and about partying so if you were that scared about people's health like why were you still out and about like it, it doesn't make sense to me like it, it just feels as if they're just trying to find any excuse um i get the more i get the morality argument i get the health argument i get all of that but it's just very weird that every time there's an article straight away, Liverpool gets mentioned right at the bottom in all the comments. It's it's funny how whenever there's a post made, cop and frackers get gets added straight away. There's a few accounts that will at us every single day with a new article to tell us it's not going to go ahead. Like it's some weird enjoyment. Listen, 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 listen. Sorry, 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 sorry. I just want to say this. This is one crazy thing. So there's this man, this this Manchester United fan who came up and, and basically um, posted the, the, the tweet about um, Juventus saying that if the, the yeah, season's yeah, yeah, not void and and um, they. Um, they are given the title. They, they they don't want it. So this Manchester United fan says, "Oh well, look what happened." And certain fans, like Liverpool fans, will be giving you, um, you know, uh, you know, writing essays on why they should win. And I said, first of all, hold on, idiot. You do realize that this this is the same Juventus team that was done for match fixing and their ties, <laughs> and alleged ties with the mafia. I don't think you really should be looking for any sort of um, virtue from a club that's been relegated to Serie B. Um, done for match fixing, and um, subsequent to that, former managers have been under under spotlight um, for investigations on match fixing as well. So that's probably the, the last team that you want to possibly look for any sort of virtue in comparison, or, or, or trying to flog Liverpool with as far as virtue. So this is, these are the, the, the shit quality of idiots that we're having to deal with when when talking about this this situation where it just seems to be about. Not even the human factor or the, the social factor of it. It's just literally let's just hide behind the social factor of it, and 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 when in reality it's a, it's about this crazy agenda about um, not Liverpool, about Liverpool not winning the league when really it's just about the fact that they're just it's really obsessed with us. That's the you know, it's, it's really it's really strange. I was thinking about this earlier on today when Man United were going through their stage of winning all these back to back titles. I don't think I or when Chelsea were going through this stage. I don't think I'll ever thought. Ah, oh, I wish they didn't win the league. I, I don't think I hated this much on them as how much other fans are hating on us at the moment. It's because it's our first time. That's why. It's, it's so strange. Even it's last our first season, time. when, when we, uh, what, what happened last when we lost to Barcelona and I was getting so many tweets, so many WhatsApp messages saying, oh, I thought your team was unbeatable. And then obviously we went and done them at Anfield and then it went quiet again. No, you've got to remember, our fans, our fans are a bunch of dickheads as well. Let's, let's be honest. Oh, yeah, I'm one of them. I'm the biggest one. I'm the biggest one. I love it. When, when you know when we told guys you know the day the day that we get good is peak, <laughs> and now we're on top of the world and it's peak. And now I'm 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 to be honest, it just comes with the territory, man. Like you know you you, got, you, you get teams that are you know suffering, get knocked out of the first rounds of your Euro, um European competitions. You know like yeah. they're bit every year. So <laughs> I, I understand like why why you know there's so much and you know there's teams that you know had former glory. And, you know, they're just, you know, having to rely on, you know, certain make agendas against, you know, certain players just to, you know, just 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 feel alive again. Like, I understand it. Like, it's painful for, for you to be like that and for you to, you know, need a worldwide epidemic for 
for for you to talk good bro you know what's mad i can't imagine me spending that much time discussing a rival's title chances i don't care it's so weird do you know who i get from the most as well which is so strange chelsea fans they're so weird so weird I don't get it. Like I, I've, like I, I get the. You no, know, I do get it, actually. Sorry, I'm probably the worst person. I think if you watch my look at my Twitter account, I'm so smug about everything <laughs> that we do. Like I, every time we win a game, I'm always tweeting about how good we are. Even when we lose, I'm in denial about how. When we lost to Watford, I was in denial about how we lost as well. No, nah, there was no denying that, bro. I can't lie to you. We got panned. No, nah, there was no denying. I, 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 I saw that the you yeah, know what? You deserve to join the group chat because some of these other men were in denial as well. It was a bit mad. To be fair, if I'm completely honest, with the Watford defeat, if I'm completely honest with you, the only reason we lost is because we were tired. No, oh it's not. It's not it's, no, it's not. We I just got panned. No, we, 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 no, we, we, we got dealt. We got dealt. No, we got dealt. But only because we were tired. Oh, my Look at God. the games we've won this season. You're mad. Games You're mad because games... two weeks before that, we literally had ben, a break. It's, it's all right. You know, like, teams lose, innit? Like, it happens. Yeah, no, like, of course, but I wanted to do the undefeated season. Now, yeah, as soon as it happened, play. Arsenal fans are telling me they're happy about us winning the league now. <laughs> do you know how crazy that is? But, but, but that's the thing, though. If that if that's honestly what makes them happy, yeah, then that just goes to show the level that they reach. Like, us, yeah, us, us, us not going unbeaten makes them happy about us, makes them happy about us winning the league. Like, do you, do you know what kind of insanity that is? Like, that's mental. So I, I understand. It's comes with the territory, man. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just take it, take it on the chin, keep it moving from there, innit? Like, everyone's gonna hate us. You don't have to hate us, but you know, we're gonna be in the history books one way or another. So I don't really care. Have you guys um, noticed how when there's an article discussing the league being voided, it gets shared everywhere? But the moment, <laughs> but the moment there's an article that discusses the league being like played again soon, no, no one talks about it. Dead silence. The touchline fracker account won't share anything. (laughs) Nothing, nothing gets said. But the moment, man, man, posting quotes, (laughs) and pasting quotes on the athletic. I I know, I know for a fact that was Dan Soft. Dan Soft definitely was doing the league should be voided. Quote, oh, I can't stand that, man. That was when the, when, when the Premier League club representatives were saying that they wanted to play it behind closed doors. I, I was even looking like for like 20 minutes just for someone to post it, and not no one did. But as soon as the Athletic was posting our oh, little, you know, little sneaky little intel stories that they got, there was, ah, oh, bare quotes. <laughs> what, do you, what do you guys think? <laughs> Thoughts on this? <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> rival fans are literally so funny. The difference in the way stories kind of get traction now is just so funny. If it doesn't fit the agenda, they're not sharing it. No one wants to share it. Like it's everyone. No one wants to share it anymore. But when it when it's a when it's a something about the league actually playing, it's only Liverpool fans that decide to share it. We're gonna get in trouble again, guys. Boy, boy, it's, it's a bit bad. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right, cool. So ultimately, we're we're all happy. Um, we, we all think the league is going to go ahead. I'm not happy, but yeah, it will right. go ahead. Okay, so so you're not going to get triggered when there's an article on Thursday coming out saying that the league is potentially being okay. Like, I, w- I won't be happy about about the league going ahead. I'll just be happy that I'll have something to watch in quarantine. That's it. Like the the the, 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 the what's it called? The, 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 I'm I'll be very I'll be 100 percent honest. With you. The shine of the league has completely gone. Though we know you'll never walk alone when we win our first Premier League title. And that is quite painful, if I'm honest. Very painful. 
Julian, man. Why do you have to you know can, the movie? You can, you, can sing, you can sing at the parade. No, but no, 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 no. The vision I had in my head, like I told you guys, I was like Kanye when he made my beautiful darkness of fantasy, yeah? <laughs> the vision I had in my head for us winning our first league title was you'll never walk alone, meet in Thailand, sipping Las Olas, <laughs> of our season, just watching us win the league. But no, it's gone now. So we're going to have to play behind closed doors and have a silent parade. And I'm not going to lie to you, that's quite shit. But you know what it is? A, yeah, a, it, a it, silent parade. I, I live in, I live, mate, dude, I live in Essex. So um, it's pretty much me going to, um, going out of town and um, essentially getting arrested for being out when I'm supposed to be out. Yeah, 100%. So I'm, I'm, I'm going balls to the wall with this. I'll link you, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll link you in Essex. No, I'm, I'm dead serious. I am going to go out and I'm going to get absolutely smashed. And um, it, it is what it is. People have been waiting 30, 30 years for this. We've been waiting their whole lifetime. Um, and then, I don't think there's anything that can happen that can take a damper off the league champ, uh, the league title win in any form. Um, you know, that, that, that's, there's nothing that can stop that um, or stop that sort of happiness or excitement around it. Even if I have to wait a couple of months and then go to Anfield and get absolutely smashed, I will absolutely do that. Or whether that means I'm in Ibiza, get absolutely Jack Grealish off my face. Then so be it. Then so it doesn't, doesn't matter. It, it will happen. People have waited. People have cried. People have waited for this for God knows how long. The emotions or whatever. And I don't think because of a because um, of COVID that anything's going to change. I think it's just a matter of when um, we are able to go out and celebrate. And I guarantee you it's going to be the craziest thing you've ever seen. Yeah, and to be honest, like remember a few months ago, people were kind of saying like, you know what? It's a bit sad that we're winning the league so like easily, and there's no drama, and and all this stuff. Well, there you go. This is your drama, man. The, the, yeah, this is legendary league, man. We, we won, won a league, league in a, in a, a global, global epidemic. Like, yeah, exactly. They forget, forget the Invincibles for a second. Like, like let's let's be honest. Like, we're, we're about to win the league, league when you know <laughs> we're not even allowed to work. Yeah, it's or, a bit mad. Yeah, like I'm, thinking, like, I'm taking over the Invincibles to be honest. It's a W, man. It's a yeah, massive that's, that's W. A, that's, a, that's a W to me. Yeah, it's a massive W. <laughs> Corona boys. Corona boys. <laughs> Corona boys. <laughs> Corona <boys. laughs> <Corona pilot. laughs> All right, cool. So uh, let, let's get off this chat because really, intrigued. there's not really much else to say on it. Um, so, so what we've been doing recently is we've been doing like throwbacks. I heard like last week, Chris and Ellis... Um, they were doing throwbacks. So this week we wanted to kind of look at some transfer seasons and like what what happened and like why did it go wrong. So we're going to discuss two seasons. Um, so we're going to discuss 2009-2010 summer window. So this was after we finished second, just got pipped to the post by United for the league. Um, everything was going well. We were playing great football. We were battering teams. Um and then, you know, that that window happened um, and, yeah, everything fell apart. So who remembers the 2009-2010 season? Do you guys need me to read out what happened? Or I kind of remember it. I just remember we signed Aquilani, was it? Yeah, Aquilani. Nah, so, yeah, yeah. So, so 09-10, that summer, we got rid of Alonso. Alonso, yes. And we tried to get Barry. That yep. was painful. Uh, that was we got so rid of painful. Alvaro Arbeloa as well. That was another painful one wow. as well. Yeah, it was. Yeah, we got rid of Desena, Voronin, um, and who else? Sebastian Leto, that's it really. So we got rid of them and we brought in Glenn Johnson. Yeah, 
So at the time, Glenn Johnson was really, really killing it in the league. Um, I hate, I hate this guy so much. <laughs> Why? Wow. I hate him so much. He was performing Glenn well. Arguably one of our best right backs in the past decade. Whoa! Yeah. Whoa! Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Please don't say Arbelo is better than him. Are you stunned? What? Are you mad? What? Hundred percent. Glenn Johnson. Glenn. Who's did been better you, than him? Did you not see Selhurst Park 2013-2014 when he gave... Was when he, he was moving nuts, bro. What? Glenn Johnson. When he was on his last legs. That was when he was come basically to the end of his career. Johnson, he, was, he was as useful as a, as, a, as a training cone. This guy was fucking shit. Glenn he, Johnson was literally... He, he was God. so disappointed. He, he, listen, he was England's right-back, number one right-back whilst he was at Liverpool. Tell me, how me, tell me how many other right backs there were in England at the time. So there was Mike, at the time, there was Michael Richards. playing centre back when he, yeah, when, he was, when, he was, when he was really on job. So let's let's be serious. He wasn't a right back. Who else was there? Actually, there wasn't much. Carl Walker. <laughs> I, 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 I remember Walker. people having love. Walker was young. I remember people having these debates about who the best right back in the in the country were, and people were saying it was Ben Johnson because he was technically really really good. He was amazing. Right. He was, he was, he was really, good. At, he was good at Portsmouth. He was. He was. He no, was no, no, good. no. All right, all right. So Glenn Johnson was turned, great. He just turned into a meat pie um, when he started getting comfortable in the in the in the Liverpool team. But and he started. He, he was just. Um, Concentration levels used to go as well, but he, I mean, you could see the baller in him. He was so good. Yeah, he sound on both feet. Glenn Johnson was, was a good attacking right back. Yeah, he, no he was good he down the flank, but as a defender, he was piss poor. He was shit. He I don't was care. Piss he, poor. Look how many assists this guy got for us. Go, go, go check it now. He was dog rubbish. Well, I don't remember him. I don't remember one good performance from him. No lies. You know wow. what? It got to a point where with Glenn Johnson, our fans were saying, why don't we play him right wing? Because he wasn't doing anything in defence. He was, he, was like he was like a training cone. Nothing. Offered absolutely nothing. I can't believe him. He's a fraud. And the thing, <laughs> wow. The thing is, yeah, the, the fact is that he won P- he got in PFA um, Team of the Year the year before so it makes it even worse. Like, this guy is so underwhelming. He was the best right back in the country. No, no for, one, for one year. He was, no, at Liverpool, he was, he was rubbish. He was whacked. All right, so, all right, so I'm going to look into um, when he was at Liverpool. What, what was his stats saying? Hold on. Let's have a look at this. All right, so um, we also signed Aquilani. How did you guys uh, feel about that whilst I look at these Glenn Johnson? Fans? I didn't I didn't know about him because remember at the time there was no like, you know, looking at players online and stuff. So my brother just told me he was a baller and I can't lie, I just never even saw it once. He's another Nabi Well, he's the original Nabi <laughs> Yeah, Yes. So... Do you know who I was really, really happy about signing that window though? Who? Maxi Rodriguez. Yeah, yes. no, so yes. was I. He was good. He was good. I I, I, I even at even at Liverpool, I, I liked him. I didn't I didn't mind it, to be honest. It's funny we mentioned Maxi Rodriguez. Did you read um, the article that came out today? Um, so basically, he revealed today that um, when he joined Liverpool, he was so desperate to like play for us, he lied to Rafa and he told him that he could speak English, but he couldn't speak a single word of it. <laughs> I liked Maxi Rodriguez as well. Top that killer. hat-trick that's against a, that's an absolute killer. Even at Fleco, we used to play with him, Samal... And a couple other men in, in, in the flag, but they were good. I liked, I liked him. That was a sign that I was really happy about, actually. The, the only thing that made me sad is I feel like we signed him two years later than we should have. Yeah, 100%. We should have signed him in like 2007. Yeah. Like, he was good. 
he, he was a solid player. So who else did we get? Kyriakos. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and um, other than that, that was it, surprisingly. Yeah. Do you know what? Yeah. Uh, then we get what Leto as well, but obviously he didn't really play, did he? No. Yeah, yeah, we, we got Leto finally properly. Yeah, oh, yeah, it was weird with Leto because we had him, sold him, and brought him back. All this weird stuff because of his um, permit. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what? To be honest, 09, 010, and 014, 15 had, had like similarities where, to be honest, both windows on the surface of it weren't bad windows. It's just that it just didn't work out. All right, so so yeah, so we sold Arbaloa and we replaced him with Glenn Johnson. Really and truly, that's not a bad replacement. No, not at all. At the, at the time especially, no, it wasn't at all. Because he was, like Ben was saying, he was the best right back in the league for Portsmouth in that weird off-season, that he, great season I, that he had. I think I think he just got a screamer against us. Yeah, yeah, he did play well. He, he uh, Yeah, he, he was good for Portsmouth. It just I just... You know what? I feel like we're being a bit harsh on him. I just feel as if I was severely disappointed with the performance. Nah, he, he was shit. He was shit at Liverpool. Was, <laughs> no way. He was crap. All right, you know what? We'll, we'll put this on a poll tomorrow just to see what others think. Um, like I said, he's been our best right back in the past nah, decade. Nah, nah Ben, right, you're capping. You're capping. You're, you're lying. You're lying. Who's been better than him? All right, Please Arbeloa has been better than Johnson. Arbeloa and Flanagan. No. Oh, all right, all right. Wow. Julian, you're capping wow. now. Flanagan was not that great. <laughs> Flanagan was better than Glenn Johnson. I don't care. I'll keep riding for us. Flanagan, oh. Flanagan couldn't even overtake him at right back. You are a Flanagan. Guy. Flanagan shit housed Sterling. That's all. That's all. That's that's the highlight of his career. That's <laughs> no, the highlight of his career. No, he scored at Spurs too. What Spurs? That, that's it. That tweet, yeah, where the guy's like, "Oh fuck off!" Even Flanagan scored. <laughs> <laughs> that's still one of my favorite tweets. <laughs> Mm. Oh, all right, cool. So Glenn Johnson wasn't a bad replacement for Arbaloa, and then we had Aquilani replace Alonso. And based on what Aquilani was doing at Roma, it didn't seem like a bad transfer either. That was a crazy transfer. I can't lie. Letting go of Chabi Alonso was wild, and the fact that he didn't oh, like, in the first place was 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 mental. That so was just crazy. It just shows how bad manager, how much of a bad manager. Oh, Rafa, Rafa, well. Rafa, Rafa Benitez. He has blood on his hands and. Uh, I've loved him for the longest because even during our darkest moments as a club, he still managed to win us trophies. But my goodness, that dude, he has blood on his hands. I wouldn't even say, my, nah, I, I wouldn't even say he had us like, in, the, in, in the darkest moments. I'll say 14 15 was probably our darkest moment. It's darkest moments with Brendan Rodgers when he left. Yeah, that yeah. was that's probably I the darkest. I, oh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't even, I don't even, there's, there's three people's names that I don't utter. Um, as far as when we're talking about Liverpool, I don't speak about the 35 million signing. I don't know his name. He's, he's out of my head. I don't speak <laughs> about um, the the manager who um, took over LFC, um, said he was going to stick to a specific style of playing, got packed in by Benteke, and thought the only, the only way to stop us getting packed in by Villa was to buy Benteke, uh, um, and then absolutely out, um, shunned um, Firmino out of his school because he didn't want him to see the quality in him. Um, and ultimately, when he had the decision to make to strengthen our defence going into the season, he absolutely didn't. I don't rate him. Um, I think he, he, he's done well. I think Swansea's his level. But don't mention <laughs> right. his name. Don't, don't, don't mention his name in this, in this, in this conversation again. Can I just say, do you guys even rate him? Do you rate him? Yeah. Let me I do. The best thing he ever done, the best thing he ever done was to have enough common sense to put Sturridge, Suarez and Sterling in 
the in the starting line. That was the smartest thing he has ever done. Outside of that, don't mention his name. Right, I actually rate him. Because I'll get angry. I still rate him. Can, no, 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 no. Wait, can I just... He's not a good man. He's only got one plan. He doesn't have a plan B or C. And when we got found out, after we got found out, that was the beginning of the end for him. Yeah, and no, that, it's going to happen fine. next season with Leicester. Uh, if next season... <laughs> there will Gerard, be Gerard's last... Gerard's last... Gerard's last game, he gets packed in six-one. Who allows that to oh happen? Oh my god! This, is, this has been against Stoke. This has been, this has been our stalwart, like our shining light from the very, very beginning, from the moment he came in as a teenager, and you sign him off of a six. Was it six-one or six-nil? Six-one. Six-one. Because you get they gave him a charity. They gave him a charity goal as well. I can't lie to you. Brendan Rodgers has way more blood on his hands yeah. than Rafa Benitez. Way more. <laughs> Brandon Rodgers is a is a. I, to be honest, I I I don't think he's a bad manager. I think he's good in it. He lost his way on a on 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 a next level. I think he he has. Ah, oh, oh, I can never forgive him still for what he did. Uh, you know what? Uh, we'll we'll get. No, back no, 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 hold, hold on. Let's 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 stick with this. The Champions no, 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 League. No, no, remember the Champions <laughs> League. Remember, remember that that formation of the Champions League. Oh, 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 wait, wait, we're gonna bring up this season. We're gonna bring it up. Nah. So don't worry. Let's just finish off O nine ten. What were your expectations for that season based on this transfer window? Do you remember? I remember thinking. Yeah, we'll go, I, think... I, I, I remember saying we'll, thinking we'll go. Um, we'll get second again. I'm not gonna lie. Man United at that time, after going three years in a row, especially then it was demoralizing. Still, it was. It was like, nah, we're not gonna. We're not gonna win it next year. And I didn't think, especially after selling Chabi Alonso, I was like, nah, it's, it's done. Yeah. I don't think I had any high. My expectations weren't that high. I just, I think after we after we lost Alonso and we didn't get Gareth Barry, I was just like, oh, all right, cool. I'll just be happy to get at least into a Champions League final. And I didn't expect what? nothing in the league because there was, a, there was a lot better teams than us. Yeah, what I wanted to mention was regarding the Barry stuff, I, I feel like we, we blame Rafa a lot, but I think Gerard has to be blamed for it as well because... Um, if you if you read a lot of what happened during that time, Gerard and Gareth Barry are like best friends. So Gerard actually mentioned to Rafa that we should look at Gareth Barry. So the fact the plant like the seed was planted by Gerard, I I personally think he has a lot of blood on his hands. Yeah, but I don't I don't think Gerard slightly meant, I don't, slightly I don't, slightly. I, Gerard I don't think and Carragher have blood on their hands for a lot of stuff. You oh yeah, yeah, they do. They do. They do. They have blood on their they hands do. for a lot of crazy stuff. For the Hodgson appointment, they they hundred percent have blood in their hands. Christ. No, but a Hodgson appointment, I understand that. I do understand that. Fulham that season were doing crazy I stuff. I can in. never understand that. I could never no, understand I that. I am I so sorry. Uh, at what point? What, at what point was um? What appointment was Jose available to us that we went for someone else? Who was it? There was, a, there was a period in time where we were looking at Jose. It was between Jose and another manager, and we went yeah, with someone so, so, else. Yeah, so it was then, for Rafa. Oh, no, it was, it was, it was, no, it's for Kenny Dalglish. Oh! Oh, which Jose oh, are you on about? Yo, my head is hot. Yo, never mind. Continue, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it was for Kenny Dalglish, yeah. Okay, so, all right, so you all felt as if we were just going to finish second again. Yeah, I, I, yeah, to be honest, at the time as well, you got to remember, like, getting top four was kind of like, that was enough. Because we wasn't going for titles and that every year. Like, getting top four was enough. It was, so It was a trophy. It was a trophy. Yeah. That's At the time. We you know what's mad is? We, we finished seventh that season. We only got 63 points. 
Where did we come in the Champions League? I think we we done quite well, didn't we? Got knocked out. We got knocked out. We got knocked out in the group stages. No, by we got Benfica, knocked out. When it by Benfica. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Group stages, we got knocked out. Europa League, we reached the semi final. And the FLF Madrid done their thing. Yep. Um, FA Cup knocked out third round. League Cup knocked out round sixteen. It was a bad season. And then obviously Rafa left. Uh, do you know what? It's what, made me what season? What season? What, what season was this that we we, we were um, dwindling around on the uh, on the Aguero free and, and we we couldn't get it over the line? And it, it was this season. It was this season. It was that season. Yeah. Oh, okay. Do you, you, you see? Do you see why I like I, I, that season just completely blanked out of my mind? Because I really just like no that yo. A lot of people have a lot of blood on their hands as far as our incompetence as a club. I mean, even if you look at in terms of transfer, like tra- um, transfer value recoup. So we made sixty mil that season, and we only spent fifty five. So it was it was literally like we weren't even trying to invest properly into the team or anything. It just seemed like a quite a crap approach. So I can kind of understand why Rafa was quite um, aggrieved by it all. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, we've we've really suffered, and that's why. When when Julian says stuff like you know just void the league, that's why sometimes I think that he's just a mole that's been sent in by Manchester United or Man City. Because <laughs> when you go over the stuff that we've just spoke about, um, getting packed in on Gerrard's last game, six one by Stoke, um, getting packed in by Blackpool, um, almost signing Aguero, not getting rid of Xavier Alonso who didn't want to leave, but then trying to buy Gareth Barry, uh, Barry. Um, coming in second, and then the following season coming in seventh. Um, spending X amount of money on Barini, spending 32, 32 million on, on Benteke, 35 million on Andy Carroll. Um, oh, Matt, uh, Andy who, who's that? Asama Asayidi, um, who we bought because some guy looked on YouTube and thought he was pretty good. Um, so we bought him and he was an absolute bust. Akolani, who we got for 8 mil, um, who was supposed to be um, the next Perlo, but just couldn't get fit enough. Um, Struggling yeah, against, the who, was yeah. who was it? Who was who was playing the League Cup final? Um, uh, where they went to penalties. Joe, you um, do know you do know I was here for all of that, right? No, no, no. no. But that's what I'm trying. That's what I'm trying to understand. I'm trying like Stuart Downing, um, beating our 20 million signing that was supposed to come in and then feed balls into to Andy Carroll, who couldn't who couldn't stay fit, or Andy Carroll, which is see, I understand the, the Stuart Downing I, signing. I, 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 I don't understand how we can go through all of that, the slipping, um, Chris Dambul, all this stuff. And then for us to, to eventually be champions, and then you saying that you want no, Julian, we're gonna actually yeah. fight. I can't believe you just <laughs> said that. I can't. I cannot believe you. You remember all of these things, and you said that. All right, I, so skirt, skirtle, All right, so, so let's discuss the um, 2014-2015 transfer window. So this is after we obviously um, finished second and. Do you remember how you guys felt? Like, obviously, I know we were all down and out um, after the final game of the season, but what were your I expectations? Was I was gassed. I was gassed. I was ready to go. I was like, what? We sold Suarez, but we got Lallana. But, but, did, but, hold on, but did you think that Suarez would get sold? I no, not. no. I, I didn't. I didn't. I won't lie. I did not know. No. Oh, wait, wait. You mean straight after? Like, literally straight after? Like, yeah, like, did you think that summer window we were going to sell Suarez? No, nah, I didn't think he was going to sell him still. Because he, that, at the time, signing a, new, signing a new deal meant, like, it meant, like, yeah, this person's staying at the time. So No, no. If, if, if I remember correctly, we always used to do that just to make sure that we would get top dollar because of, the, because of the, the, the amount of years on the contract. But after his behaviour 
Serbia in the World Cup. And then, you know, I think during that season as well, he bit, didn't he bite Ivanovic that same season? No, the season before. season before. Yeah. And then, and then the, the Tom Fuller he did in the, on the international tournament, I already knew that it was literally, this was him basically making it. Do you think no, he did it on purpose? Do you think he did it for he a did, move away? Because all, cause all no, he did was drive the price so. You don't all think, he did Ben? Was drive the pri- yeah, he did. Because all he did was back us into a corner where you have this you have this player who is misbehaving, who is biting people, who is doing this, doing that. You have to get rid of him. We know you want to get rid of him now. The racism, the racism issue as well, which I wasn't really clued up on in the beginning, but then later on we find that he lied to the club, he lied to everyone, only for us to find out that he actually did do it. This was all the right on the words, literally him. And and, and please don't ever um, get it twisted. As far as his misbehaviors towards the back end of, of his career at Liverpool, don't don't think that Barcelona weren't in his ear to misbehave as well. He absolutely was misbehaving on their orders as well, which is the reason why. You think so? We should have got a lot, a lot of people more. thinking. 100%. We should have got Suarez was the best striker. Like at that point, he was the best striker. It was it was an absolute travesty that we got sixty five mil for him. He should have been touching nah, at least seventy five. Got we did. Come, come on, be real, man. We've got 75 million euros. We've got 65 million. No, we've got 75 million. We've got 75 million pounds, bro. Oh, bro, come on, man. Like, Look at our. It was that high. Yeah, that would have been a record fee at the time. It was 75 million oh, it was, pounds. It was 65. It would have been a record. It would have actually been yeah, it a, like a record at the time. It wasn't. We, it was a travesty. Oh, the record at the time was Cristiano Ronaldo at 80 mil. It was 75. 80. Yeah. Now, all right, so it says here 81 million euros. So that would have been around what? Because even the, the British, the English, the English papers were saying it was 65 million pounds. Bro, yeah, it was 75. I just think, Googled no, it, it was 65. I, I, yeah, I think it was 65 plus your, um, you know, your... BS add-ons, the add-ons and all stuff, that, all, which all then that turned stuff. into 75 because you won everything at Barca. Yeah, so it was 75. Yeah. Done. You've you, you done everything. All right, so so in terms of that window, I so we got rid of Suarez, we sold Asaidi, um, Daniel Aga left, Pepe Ryan. Oh, that was, wow, that, that that was crazy. I can't lie to you. I was just yeah. I, at the time, it made sense because Lovren was coming in, and we thought Lovren was going to be you know the guy. But that that's that was in hindsight, that was wild. That was wild. Lovren didn't come that season though, did he? Fourteen, fifteen, he did. He did. Did he come that season? Yeah, what the same season, season as Lalana? Yeah, yes, yeah, he, he did, didn't season. he? Because it was like a deal. We took him, Lalana, and um, Lambert. <laughs> all, right, so, all right, I'm going to get into it. So we sold Suarez, Asaidi, Agar, Reyna, and Martin Kelly left as well, and we sold Suso for one million, which is wow. mental. Um, and then we brought in so number one, Adam Lalana, who had a great season the season before. Adam Lalana was, was was has still is a, uh, has been a good signing for us, to be honest. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I mean, yeah. he's the reason I think we got into the top four in the first place. Yeah, he that that sixteen seventeen season, he him he was the driving force of that. He he was he was like he done he done a lot. He's done his job for us. So um, yeah, and then we signed Lovren, and then we signed Lazar Markovic. So tell me what you thought about him when you first heard we were going to sign him. I was out in Liverpool to pay the money. Yeah. I was out in Liverpool <laughs> to attempt to pay the money, like. Because uh, from what I was seeing, it was crazy on YouTube. Like, yeah, crazy. YouTube. Nah, yeah, 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 man. I was that messy. He was moving nuts. He was lobbing keepers, like, like you know, thinking over, like stopping, stopping in front, like dribbling around everyone, stopping in front of everyone, fainting, letting man go on the floor, and then 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 lobbing them. Like he was moving crazy. But I wonder what actually happened to him. 
To be honest, yeah, I think this is this is the thing with a lot of people that got signed, especially under Brendan Rodgers. He never gave them like one the tactical direction for for some, for certain people, especially individuals, was like null and void because the, I think the way Brendan Rodgers set up is that he sets up for a team. So when it came to actually like developing players like Markovic or developing another dimension to Balotelli's game or to even young players like Suso, sometimes it was kind of non-existent. So I, I, it's, it, that that window was a weird one because I felt I felt like the players that we signed weren't bad, especially even like a Rigi on loan. Like when we got him from from Lille, like he was a young prospect. Like I don't think we made bad times. I just think Brendan Woods is just a shit coach. So I think yeah. So so who else did we sign? So we signed Origi, um, but he went back out on loan. So that was after a good World Cup that he had for Belgium. Yeah. Um, yeah. We signed Emre Chan, who was highly rated at the time. Yeah. Um, we That's signed Javier right. Manquillo, who no one knew about, really and truly. Uh, he was a season before, I swear. Nah, he was. Um, nah, it's that season. It was, it was that season. season. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, we signed Ricky Lambert. <laughs> Yeah, that was so, such a weird signing. Yeah, I, I don't really understand that. That was a make-a-wish signing. So, yeah, so clearly we just offered 50 mil to um, Southampton and said, can we take your three best players? Yeah. Yeah, so so there was that. We signed Moreno. That was that was another signing where I thought we hit the belly. Because like, from what we saw from, from what, he, what he was doing at Sevilla, we was like, yeah, this guy is the next real deal. I thought he was going to be the next John on the resort. I can't lie to you. And his first few games, he was really good. He was really good. That, that, Tottenham, that Tottenham, yeah, sold us a dream. Sold us a, the maddest dream. He was super fast and like, yeah, he. we thought he'd do quite well, but defensively, when we found out he couldn't actually do anything. I'll never forget the day when, they first, when the Creeps first started appearing when, against Man City. I came back from Carnival and I just see this guy trying to kick a ball doing the madness and then, boy, from there, it was just stuck. He never, he never recovered, ever. Do you know what game that really gets me with him? See, when we played um, Chelsea in the League Cup and we just brought him in, I don't even because I think he was just messing around with the starting lineup club and he Against has to do that stupid dribble. I can't yeah. lie to you. I, I, I absolutely saw that coming. I even said it out loud. I was like, all right, Hazard's coming on. Moreno's there. Cool, we're losing. And then literally, it took about five minutes for him to just disgrace himself. Moreno was so shit. Oh, you, you guys even are getting even on Moreno. You, you guys are getting on Moreno, but you have to understand. Like after two years or whatever, Moreno should have been gone. Um, the managers that were there and the manager that came in subsequent to that still kept him on board, kept him, kept him in, in the in the team to where we, if we were a, a cup game or a injury away from Moreno, he was inevitably going to screw us. We should have got but rid of him the second we knew he. But to be honest, but to be honest, him in, thinking about doing him another chance. In fact, in fact, in fact, that that um. Um, Europa League final against Sevilla was when we, that should have been the last time you should have ever saw him. Oh, but subsequent to that, he kept that he was still there. But, but so you know anything, what, Joe? Joe but anything uh, that happens um, after that is not his fault because you, we know he is dog crap. The same way we know Jack is dog crap, but these managers keep keep picking them and they can't be surprised when they act like idiots. But you know what, Joe? <laughs> so, you, know, you know, after that, he actually had a great season for us. No, he didn't. Yes, no, he, he did. didn't. Yes, no, he, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. The far he say that. He, well, he did. Moreno, no, he didn't. Moreno, Moreno, Moreno had, had a great season, season when Robertson was on the bench. A, a great season. Great. No, he was performing. He got back into the Spain Moreno team. Ever having a great season? No, he, he didn't. Never because, had a great season. Milner, because sixteen seventeen. Straight after that, sixteen seventeen, Milner was left back for most of the season. And then after that, what yeah. happened? 
After that, he brought and Moreno played and then he got injured yeah, against yeah. Yeah. So, so, all right. So the first half of season, I apologize. He performed really well, right? Not really well. No. Well, he, well, he did because he, he got back into the Spain he, team. He, he performed competently. Oh, competently. God. He wasn't. He didn't. It wasn't performances where I was like, "Ah, oh, yeah, this is someone that should really be staying in the team." I was like, "All right, you're you're performing competently." He wasn't like he didn't. Fahi has socks. He has socks. He has socks. He, has, stocks. he must have socks. I can't lie. I, I don't remember. I, I, I don't remember him doing one great cross. I don't remember him having one. I, he had def- solid defensive games because, but even then, that was Lovren. He was using defense as well. It was just a solid defensive unit at the time. So I'm not. I'm not. I'm not buying it. I'm not having it. He was shit. All right. I'm gonna say he had a good three months. So, and, and, uh, and if, if that if that makes you happy, <laughs> makes right. you, if right. that so, makes so, you believe in it, that signing, then boy, I can't. So, I can't lie. That's so crazy. back to the Suarez situation. Um, who did you think we were gonna replace him with? Because I thought we were gonna sign Sanchez. Sanchez. So did I. I yeah, think I the deal Sanchez. was done. Listen, though. listen, listen. The wife that he claimed he had. I was like. Yeah, the wife of Perry or something like that or something about wanting to, to live in London. Listen, it is what it is. When you want to sign a player, um, you have to be able to offer them the opportunity to, to win to win trophies. And it just looked like maybe Arsenal were that, were that option because I don't understand how he went. He wanted to go to Arsenal. Um, I, think, I, think you, that, I think at that time, especially as well, Liverpool was strapped for cash a lot. So I feel like yeah. we weren't we weren't one we weren't the best negotiators because Salah can even attest to that. Like the season before, we tried to negotiate with Salah and was fucking about. So especially oh, uh, with, with Basel, was that when yeah Basel yeah won yeah, million, yeah. They were like we will only give you six. And yeah, Brendan, yeah, yeah. Brendan Rodgers as well wasn't the best negotiator or wasn't even someone that can he inspire. Had to someone send to Ger- he had to send Gerard to go yeah. and do like, to, that. to speak to Tony Cruz. Yeah, to speak to Tony Cruz. So like there was no allure to Liverpool at all. So I kind of do understand at the time why Sanchez went because Arsenal were consistent. Getting Champions League, living in London, they're probably paying him more money than we were offering because we was dicking about with Ian Absolutely. Like, yeah, but you know what, Julian? What, what I want to say was, surely we held the trump card because we had Suarez still at our disposal, so we could have literally been like, "Look, we, you need to get one of your players to join us, and then you can have Suarez." But, nah, but we're, we're, listen, when, 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 Barca, when, Barca, when Barca have you over a barrel, if we had if we had the competent Michael Edwards, I think if we had the competent Michael Edwards, uh, the Michael Edwards that we have now, half of the transfers that that had taken place, we would have probably got a lot more, and we would have probably um, screwed over Barca and like a lot more in as far as the the, the, um, the actual price of the players and stuff like that. But you know, it's just all a learning curve, but. Absolutely, we, we did have, I would say, the, the bargaining chips, but at that particular point, we didn't point, have a pedigree. We, we, we did not have, have a big, at all. You know, big clubs or, or, or winning clubs do you know have that mentality where they know what they're doing, and we didn't have that savviness about us at that particular point. Um, we've got it now, uh, but you know, it's just a massive shame that we lost we lost Suarez. We should have absolutely bought, bought Sanchez in. But, so, so when, um, so when we lost out on Sanchez, um, who, who did you think we were going to sign? No, no one else wants to get. I, no, I, I actually thought we, I thought we were gonna get. I, I was ecstatic. So, thing about me is, you know, before before anything else, I'm a I'm a I'm a I love Italian football. I love like Balotelli. He's like one of those players. So wait, where, did you actually think um, we were gonna sign him though? No, no, no. I no. I was one of those guys. Who was like, we need to go out and get Balotelli. Okay. But I didn't think he was. I didn't think he was available. But when we when we actually got Balotelli, I was happy because I was like, if our manager is smart. He, 
play him as a as a as a one of the two strikers and watch him shine. Playing him as a as a as a, um, a focal point, a focal striker that doesn't work because he likes to just that wide pick up pockets of space and he won't be in the box like that. So I was thinking, I was hoping we would utilize him, and he's absolutely talented. Like he was. 17, 18, 19, 20, Balotelli was an absolute man. You had Ibrahimovic, you know, literally saying he is um, the most talented player he's played with. And he was giving up penalties and free kicks to, to Balotelli. That's how much he respected him. I'm thinking we had that level of talent and you saw what he did at City. So I'm thinking Ooh, we, right. had that level of we had that level of talent, but then we didn't utilise it properly. Um I was happy about it, but at the same time, I, I, you know, I was disappointed with the way it played out. He was one of those players that... Um, he has the talent, but the application isn't there, and, and and that's some of the same thing I'm seeing with that with that kid Dembele as well, where he's got the talent, but the application and the seriousness about the football isn't there. So it doesn't matter what level of talent you have, if you don't have that's the that's the difference between a world class talent and a world class player is you have the world class talent, but then you you absolutely have the application on top of that as well, which makes you a world class player. And he didn't have that, so it was a bust. In the eyes, but I was ecstatic. I was hoping we would go for him, and when we tried him, I was thinking we was onto something. But what about you? What Do you think um, Balotelli would be a success? Uh, to be fair, you were dubious. Yeah. No, because you know that uh, at City didn't really do much as well. Like no, 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 he yes, was a problem. No, but that was the City team. It weren't Balotelli. It was the City team. It was the team around him that destroyed Man United. It wasn't Balotelli. Balotelli, Balotelli was, was not a problem. Created. He was not a problem. He wasn't a problem. No, he wasn't. scored 21 goals in, when he was in the Premier League with City. 21 goals in 60 games. Balotelli wasn't a problem. He wasn't a problem in England. I remember at the time, Liverpool's, Liverpool's game was all about fast pace and, and uh, pressing the teams high up the pitch. Even them... Balotelli doesn't have that in his game. Press teams for uh, for maybe a full half. Like we we remember, we used to go out attack from the attack straight from the beginning. I don't think he had that in him. I wasn't really excited about him coming to the club, and obviously I was proved right. You know what? I was so excited. I bought a Balotelli shirt and everything. That has to be the oh, worst no. purchase I've wow. ever made in my life. Bad purchase. You still got it. I've still got it. Wow. Number forty-five. I've still got it. Big four five, yeah. Bruv, it was a terrible kit as well. Like it wasn't even a nice top. No, that kit was horrible. Um, oh. I, you know what? Yeah, I I literally skipped buying Liverpool kits from like from like two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine to about sixteen, seventeen. Yeah, our kits were horrendous for, for I still years. I think our kits are still horrendous now. Even sometimes when I wear the kits out, I feel like oh, it's I, like, nice. I like this one. This one's no, good. No, no, no. The only kit that I, that's nice from this one is the goalkeeper's kit, and that's the only one that I have as well, the black and gold one from Allison. Mm. Apart from that, yeah, our kit's cold. a dog. <laughs> basically, basically, at any point we had Barini, at that time, time frame where we had Barini, I wasn't buying any of our kits. Like, the kits were just garbage. Barini, Markovic, whoever you want to, whoever those, those clowns were, we just, like, the kits weren't even nice. Anyways. I think I remember us having a, was it a yellow and red? Yeah. It was yellow, and then, yeah. like, the, the red trimmings. Yeah, that was trash as well. Oh, the colour concept was decent, but the, the, the actual the actual kit itself was absolute garbage. So, I mean, you know... That, what were your hopes for that season, though? So, so based off all those transfers and based off the season we just had and the fact that we still we had Sturridge, to... still had Sterling, what did you think we were going to achieve? Sturridge is going to leave the land. He's going to go... 
going to go to the league again. That's what I, that was my thing. <laughs> Second, 100%. or whatever that is, the following season, we flopped. So it was like, yo, oh, all right, minimum, let's get Champions League. And I was hoping we'll do that. That was literally, that was the only expectation. Do you know that season was the first season I actually, I probably didn't really watch football that much. I, I hated watching match of the day because we were just losing. Like, we were going into games and like losing stupid games that season. Games that the season before we would have wiped the team. Uh, it, it was a horrible season that season. And then you the, the season after it got even worse. Mm, it weren't good. And our goal difference was plus four. That's mental. That was bad, man. That's that was bad. bad. <laughs> that, that, that was actually the, 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 the most depressed I've ever been as a Liverpool fan. For you to get so close. For you to get so close and just get punched in the face oh. like season after, it's just it was so bad. That was bad. That was probably the worst. Guys, does that not even prove? You see the season before when we nearly won the league. I feel like it was just all Suarez driving us towards that title and nothing it to do with Brendan Rodgers. It was all Rogers. Suarez. The thing That's is, what I'm trying to tell everyone. We were Suarez or die. No Suarez, no no win. No, no dumb, yeah. no nothing. Even when even when we played that game against Chelsea, when we were getting packed in by Chelsea and then Suarez came up with that last-minute winner after buying Ivanovic mm-hmm. with, with, with oh, that yeah. header. Like... Listen, like he, like he had a sh- era of sh- aura of shit houseery around him, but he also had the technical ability around it. Some of the stuff I've seen him do at Liverpool was absolutely ridiculous. The, the goal against Stoke where he's putting through the player's legs and just rolled oh, it in. The goal against oh. Newcastle where the ball's come over from 60 yards, oh he chested it, rounded the keeper and oh. put it in. Like, this, was, this was the level of competence from a goal that we had. And like... Right, so I personally you, disagree. You just, it for, for it wasn't all Suarez. It wasn't all Suarez. It was SAS. It was Suarez's influence, I think. Yeah, it was definitely his influence. Because I wouldn't say it was Suarez, because, fam, if you're going to have a player of that quality, of course they're going to influence players around him to perform even better. But I can't take away from, you know, Gerard getting, you know, 13 assists and doing the matting sometimes. Sturridge, even at the start of the season when Suarez was banned, getting the goals, getting those clutch goals to get us in. Sterling performing, like, for example, Suarez, like, even though he played very, very, very well against these teams, he didn't score against, like, any top top four teams really that season. So he's... he's that, like, that was because he was usually, like, the game plan was to stop Suarez, but we was in a brilliant opportunity to where we got a brilliant situation where we had an emerging talent like Sterling and we had Sturridge. Yes, we, had, been, we, we, we had, that, I say, yes. So it couldn't, so so it couldn't even, have been Suarez. Even, no, 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 no. no, no, no was but, turning up then. But, but, but you have to understand, if in those games, if Suarez was... Because even when Suarez wasn't scoring, he was still creating. Like... He scored how many how many goals and got how many assists? So if he wasn't, if, so, come on, man. look look at his goals and look at his assists. If your boy wasn't scoring, he was still causing causing uh, causing havoc, being a menace. Like you, you saw what he was about. You saw what he did to to um to to Man United when how many penalties did we end up getting? Or was it like two three, or three? Three, yeah, yeah three and missed Him one. and Sturridge were absolute menace. They were absolute, and that was when that was probably. When I that's probably the, the the time I thought, well, if we're going to lose um, Suarez, we need to get another striker in of that elk where we can actually continue to build on that absolute menace. Where at any point we had three strikers or three forwards in the box, quick touching, moving, and putting the ball in the back of the net, but we didn't build on it. We tried to go after Sanchez, and even if we didn't, we wasn't going to get Sanchez. We should have absolutely threw the bag at someone or got someone that would have made. He was around at that time, though. Huh? I don't think there was anyone around like that. 
I'm looking at the um, what we actually achieved that season. And in terms of top goal scorers, Gerard was our top goal scorer with nine goals. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, what, 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 I, what, what, I tell you, I didn't. I, I turned off football. That's I actually turned it off. And then, <laughs> then it was Sterling with seven goals. Because remember, Ger- we used to play Sterling up front. Gerard, Gerard, Gerard. He he deserved. He deserved so the more. squad we have right now. That's that's what he deserved as a, as a swan song that his last two years that he did with us, where he was putting up those decent numbers. That's just the team he like he deserved. I mean, I'm like in my head, I'm thinking, even when you know you're gonna lose Suarez, right? Like, even if for anything, if you want to go out, go out and make a statement and absolutely win the the title the next season, there's certain things, certain additions that you need to make, and we didn't. It was almost like we thought that. Okay, we we lost Suarez. Maybe Sturridge and Sterling would pick up the slack, but then Sturridge wasn't. He wasn't even. I don't think he he even played um, um, near enough 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 games that season as well. I think he had a lot of injury problems. But in my head, I was thinking, go out, find a top <clears> striker, <throat> and bring him. Bring do what you need to do and bring them in. Don't go out. But, and go but and then you got one. Take but, then, but, then, but but then you got Balotelli the season before, right? He's not world class. But, I, but to him, but to Joe, to, to Joe, he was world. No, no, no. I, I said he was. A, I said I loved him, and I, like, I loved the fact he was a world class talent. He was young, but I'm talking about an established gunslinger, an established killer like Suarez, someone of that, um, someone of that level. Of that ilk, yeah. Or, you know, someone who who is a game changer in every, and has that consistency. Because one thing Suarez did have um, after his first season, he he built that consistency, consistency to where he was a menace. Every game, and people were checking for him every game. And he would do moments of, he would p- produce moments of mag- uh, madness or magic every game. That's the sort of player that we should have went out and we should have forced the ball on. But then resting on our laurels and thinking that was going to be enough, that was absolutely poor from us. Absolutely so, so poor. with that season, so with the fourteen fifteen season, we finished sixth. We um, got booted out of the Champions League group stage. Then we got booted out of the Europa League. Um, <laughs> But in the League Cup and FA Cup, we reached the semi-finals for both of them. FA Cup was just ridiculous because we got knocked yeah. out by Aston Villa. Did, did um, we win? Did, 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 did we win? A seventeen-year-old Jack Grealish nah. spun. Can you see? Can you Gerard. see? Can you can <laughs> you see? Can you see why there's Fabian Delph that, and that, Grealish? That name, that name, that manager's name will never be uttered from because <laughs> that guy is a clown. That guy no, is absolute. How, how you can rate him? He was given. He was given quote unquote the tools to be able to go out and do something. And maybe it's maybe it's um, maybe it's uh, experience. But he had that air of cockiness around him that he knew what he was doing, holding brown papers around, saying, yeah. the person who, you know, who's going to be the guy to let us down with the fucking brown brown paper." Um, the, the way he handled, the way he dealt with Sterling, the steady on all that, like just. If you're going to be cocky, bring the results. All right, he so was there. I, all right, so if I'm being objective here, so in terms of the signings for that 14-15 season, how many do you Garbage. think he actually made? Garbage. Oh, no, no, I've, I just Lallana, I, I think. So, 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 I so think then if that's the case... No, no, sorry, sorry. We forget Emre Chan. Emre Chan came back. I don't think he wanted Lallana and he wanted Lovren. And those are the players that he got. It was very, very clear the players that he wanted because those are the ones he were playing. The ones that, he, that came through via our stupid moneyball policy with our analytics and stuff, they weren't getting, they weren't even getting a look at. Um, I think was that was it the season after we got Firmino? Or was that, that yeah season, season well, after? Season after we got Firmino, and, and where was he? What position was he playing? Firmino. 
all kinds of. He was playing left, bro, he was playing him left mid and left on, wing and stuff. Come on, all right. So, if, so, so Joe, so, so, so you've kind of answered my question. Here. So what I'm trying to say is, if you know the fact that you know you're you're criticizing Rogers here for the way he performed with the squad, but if the signings that were made, there were about eight different signings made, and like he made two of them, do you think it's completely fair to criticize him for the way he performed with the squad? Yes, because you are because you are a manager. You see what these guys are about. Day in, day out. Don't play don't play favorites. If you if for me, the way I see it is if a player has quality, he plays. I don't care about favoritism, I don't care about this. When when um what do you call it? Um a brief example would be Wenger. Wenger didn't want that Perez guy, but he was he was he was he was decent enough but didn't play him. And you could tell that wasn't his signing because he didn't he didn't play him at all. And I think sometimes if you have a decent player, not to say that Lucas is Lucas Perez or whatever, is a world class player, I feel like that, but I'm saying if you have a decent player, regardless of whether he's your favourite or not, utilize those players around them. Build a decent system. Don't come up with the same system you had from last year, where everyone's got footage and tape on you, but 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 not actually have the talent to match. It makes no sense. Do you know what's even worse about those signings? They weren't bad signings. They weren't None bad them, signings. They weren't bad signings. Like, Lovren was one of the top centre-backs of the last season. That uh, Did he get PFA Team of the Year? I'm yeah. not 100% yeah, sure. Yeah, he got PFA Team of the Year. Lallana got PFA Team of the Year. Markovic was a young, coachable player. Balotelli was 24 and still, uh, to be honest, uh, he, he didn't fit the pro. But still, cold enough to coach these guys. Moreno was young as well, 22. Coach them. Like, these, Emre Chan, Origi. Like these players weren't bad players when you bought them. Ricky Lambert, even you could you could have at least used his experience to at least help some players. Like coach these men. There was no and even and he didn't even put them in a position to succeed. Like going into the season and then you're not you're, you're going into the season playing Sterling up front and then five at the back and then you're expected and then you expect Yo, to, to get what, the best season, out. What season was it where he he sent um, Sterling off on a, on a holiday to 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 this season? To, it was this it was season. That season. season. It, was, it was that season. We were depending was on that, what was he eighteen or nineteen? Uh, 18, we, were no, no, 18, we, 18. we were depending on an eighteen-year-old winger to be our goal, source of goals, and when it was time to pay up for what, whatever he wanted, we didn't want to give. We didn't want to give it to him. It was like, yo, you're you're literally depending on this guy to keep your head above water. Pay the guy whatever he wants, and let's just get it over and done with, and, 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 and you know, and just move on from there. And and obviously that guy, that clown, right. <laughs> Just, just absolutely, absolutely, just handled everything so poorly. Just coach, put in a decent, a decent I, system. Yeah. In. If you don't, if the plan A is not working, have a plan B. For goodness sake, right, so he doesn't have a plan B. Yo, the guys. I mean, I mean, our plan B that season was Ricky Lambert up front, man. Oh my goodness! Oh, please don't. <laughs> Do you know what I think Liverpool went wrong? I, I, I think they went into that season, the 13, 14 season, when we nearly won the league, not expecting to do what we've done. So they didn't prepare for Suarez leaving to try and get that big marquee signing. And obviously when it did happen, they was like, oh my God, what do we do? And then they've go, gone and panicked by it and bought about nine players to try and fill in the void that Suarez is left because they're going to get Sanchez. Look, look, clubs are, clubs are like, clubs, owners, chairmen, whoever, they rarely get blindsided. You will know when a player is angling out because you're in cahoots and then talks with their agent 24-7. So you will absolutely know. I think we were we were um, naive to think we were going to be able to keep hold of him, um, especially after the, 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 um, the performances that he'd been putting up. Um, but then also the fact that we're not known to pay big money as far as contracts. So unless you were going to match the 250k or whatever it was that he went on, 
like th there was no way we were going to be able to keep them. People are thought, and for goodness sake, at one point he even wanted to go to Arsenal. So that should let you know how much of a shit show we were as, as far as, as, as an outfit. So when you, they would have known. Months before they would have known, whatever they would have known, and they had ample time. They were just naive about it. It was just, it was just a shit show of the structure. It was just incompetence all the way around. And the second that you know he wanted to leave, you should have started putting a contingency plan in place. Should have went out and got whoever was available at such a world-class rate or whatever, done done something. Even if it was two mid-tier strikers that would have made up that consolidated those amount of goals that he scored for us or the production, so be it. But we went out and we spent that money on absolute dross. It was unbelievable. That guy has blood on his hands. You know it? what kills it's... me is that when I'm looking at this, like we, we lost 12 games in 38 in the league. Bro, bro. Like, it's bad. Did, yeah, it was was bad it, was it that following season we went out and got Benteke? The, yeah, yeah. The, the sum, yeah. yeah, and the reason so, we got so, him was because Rogers' argument was, well, these are the signings that, you know, you gave me and this is how we perform, so now let me have my signings. Nah, so when... let, me tell, let me tell you why that clown bought Benteke, because Benteke was packing in our team every single time every we played. Every single Villa. time we played He Villa, was yeah. having fun with Skirtle. It was Skirtle was getting Yeah, but Skirtle action. was giving players careers. Like, God. Martin Skirtle has, and he, and he he thought, has okay, a lot of blood well, If hand. we take Benteke from Aston Villa, at least that's six points that's guaranteed. <laughs> on only, like, come on, man. Like, they, they, like come on. I like to say, I like to say competence is power. And the reason why I say it is because if you're competent in every facet of the structure, your tiers, whatever tiers you have in, the, in your business, everything runs smoothly and the transition, any transition away from a player or whatever is more smooth and a lot more better. We were incompetent for the best part, in my opinion. Um, while Benitez was there, we was incompetent. But then ever since Benitez left, up until we, we got to COP, we have been run incompetently. It was an absolute shit show. And now we're seeing what a competent show looks like and we're reaping the benefits of it. Like that's that's just competence from the top down, from commercial from commercially, from the director of football, if you can quote unquote call it that, to analytics, to coaching, to it's completely the culture. Different. Yeah, so it's, it's, complete, it's, it's completely it's different. A complete, it's a completely different chain, like because obviously Ian is not about and all that stuff, like Michael Edwards came in and it, it, it has Com completely changed. Competence in football is 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 the difference between being uh, um, a you know, top four um, finishing club or an actual winner or, uh, or a pretender. Competence is that, is that much, is that much of a, a valuable thing, which is why you get anybody competent or get a, a situation that's competent, you hold on to it as long as you can. And if you get to that end of the cycle, you go out and you find someone who is just as competent or two people who are just as competent that will match that production or even more. And that's the stuff that we weren't doing. If we absolutely weren't doing it. And I don't know if it's that clown or whether it's Ian Air. I just don't know. Like it was a combination of the Chuckle Brothers um, and our backroom staff that was just literally just taking us. We were going one step forward and then taking six steps, six steps back from going from second to was it six or seven yeah, place. Then our club legend signing out on a six-one defeat. Do you know how embarrassing that is? That is crazy. He needs to sign a contract. He needs to sign a contract, a ten, a ten day, con a ten game contract, so we can get him back in. Oh, so you're shameless, Joe. Shut up. Yeah, get it done. Yeah, yeah, get out. Shut up. All right, cool. Uh, all right, so all right, so that was a good breakdown of that fourteen fifteen season. Um, yeah, we we had a lot of signings. It's 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 a bit odd how. I guess it kind of makes sense why it didn't work out based on the amount of signings we had, but 
in terms of the ability of these players and what they could have been coached into being, it was a bit odd how badly they performed. Um, but yeah, a weird one. But I guess, you know, we've got a few more weeks till season starts again, if it does start again. So I'm sure Chris it and will. Ellis will do a few more throwbacks of some seasons and we can see what else we can come up with in terms of transfer windows. Um, but Fuck yeah, I, 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 Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Leave him, uh, man. He's all right. He's not that bad. <laughs> but, um, oh, God. All right. Well, Ben, thank, thank you, you know for coming on. Actually, yeah. Thank you, guys. Like, really good guest. Um, Joe and Julian, thank you for being here as usual. Nice, man. Anytime, man. Anytime, yeah. And, um, yeah, so make sure to react on Twitter. Make sure to at us and tag us. Hashtag Touchline Fracker. And we will see you again next week. Peace. 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 Fuck, There's no place like home for the holidays or homedepot.com for holiday decor with great low prices on decorations inside and out like artificial Christmas trees to light up the living room, outside lights and playful inflatables that bring joy to the neighborhood. Order online and you'll even get free delivery. Holiday decorating improved with a wide assortment of holiday decor from homedepot.com. How doers get more done. Free standard shipping on most online orders over $45. Some exclusions apply while supplies last. Podcast Network.